0: you guys and uh, thank you for all the birthday messages. I had a a really awesome time. We um, celebrated actually on the Sunday. Um, We all went out for a meal with the family and it was a great representation actually. It's once us lot get round a table. Um, There's nothing normal about it at all. (laughs) But um today I want to share on relationships and the reason I want to share this is because I delivered her tablets to her today she's a lovely, lovely lady and I only see her like every two months today I went and it was pouring with rain she said, oh come on in a minute, come on in she said, don't stand out there in the rain so I asked her how she was and she said, oh I do feel rough she said, "Um, since I've been because she's on kidney dialysis since I've been having the kidney dialysis Oh, I feel like I don't want to live anymore. She said, it it really just wears me out. So anyway, as she said that, I thought, I can't leave now. (laughs) There's no way I'm leaving now. So I said, oh, you shouldn't say things like that. And as I said that, she went, no, because he's listening. I said, God knows your heart. I can't say her name, but God knows your heart. And he doesn't want you feeling like this. And she just looked at me really like strange and she said, do you know what? I know there was something different about you. She said, you're a Christian, aren't you? I said, Mm -hmm. yes, I am. I said, I don't class myself as a Christian. I said, but I do have Christ in me. She said, I just knew it. I've been saying it. There's something different about that girl that brings my drugs. real (laughs) Bristolian accent she had. And, uh... We got chatting and I managed to pray with her, give her great encouragement, and she said, You've really made my day. She said, You were like God sent an angel. She said, And um, gave me some encouragement and boost me up. Well, I left there, I had tears in my eyes. I was so, so blessed. So then, on um, the rest of my round, it was pouring with rain. I was blessed. I was really on fire. And I said, God, what do I teach? And he said, don't teach, share, share your heart, share what comes from your heart. So I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 4. And a lot of what I am going to share comes from my life. So you'll have a little insight into the tour lifestyle here. So we're turning to Proverbs chapter 4, and in verse 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Mm. If we read the first part again, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, and that is a duty that first part is a duty it's telling you keep thy heart with all diligence the second part says for out of it are the issues of life the second part is a divine help to perform it God is always with you he never leaves you or forsakes you and when he tells you something he will help you to perform it so the relationship between the first part verse 23 is that the first part was the law. When it's a duty when it's something you've got to do it's a law. The second part out of it are the issues of life are the gospel. The law commands and the gospel gives the power to achieve it. So it's a relationship between the senses and the spirit. So keeping thy heart with all diligence is a senses part. For out of it are the issues of life are the spiritual part. If you were in a relationship and you got hurt, you are more likely to guard your heart the next time Why? Because you want to safeguard it. The five senses tell you to safeguard it because you don't want to get hurt again. So it may determine how you perceive and act throughout your life. It will have a detrimental, either a positive or a negative, on how you continue to perceive your life and how you live it. This is the same for a single person or married couples. We all need to build a relationship. First and foremost, we should be building our relationship with God on a daily basis. Now, when I read this Proverbs, I wanted to get some quotes from other Bibles. And so I put it into the Google and I wanted to see what other Bibles were saying well one version is called easy to read version never heard of it but it says so we know that King James says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life the easy to read version says the most important thing is for you to be careful in the things you think your thoughts control your life the New Living Translation says above all else, guard your heart why? it affects everything you do so here we are, we're back to confession again because Mm. if the things we think are your thoughts on how you control your life then we're now in confession. If your relationship with whoever, whether it's your brother and sister in Christ, whether it's your relationship with God, if it's with your wife or your husband or your partner, your sister or your brother, if your relationship is bad, where do you think your thoughts will be? Bad. Bad. (laughs) So we need to guard what we see what we hear and what we speak we do not compare when relationships go wrong we need God even more when our relationships are going wrong if we're comparing ourselves one to another is God in the picture? Nope. no so we need to keep God first But when things are going right do we still involve God? Not very often. You know when people are at their lowest of their low and they really want something to happen they get down on their knees and they pray. (laughs) God help me. Oh God I really desire this. Oh God please bring this to pass. But when life's smooth and everything's going well bye bye god thank you for all you've done but this week i didn't need you i managed to do it all by myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's a no no but it happens let me tell you your relationship with god should be first and foremost waking up god first during the day god first nighttime God first. There is never not a good time to call on God in your daily living. Building a relationship takes time. Jesus Christ had a great relationship with his Heavenly Father, great examples that we can learn from, although we have to have our own experiences. Like my marriage, I have a great husband, and we have over 30 years together now that's an experience (laughs) and I meant it in a positive positive sense wait till you hit 60 (laughs) yeah and that's (laughs) it. it took time to build this unbreakable bond and people ask us how did you do it like how does it always work like that how come you have such a great family, and you and Lawrence, you always get on so well together? But I say, what works for us may not work for you. Why? Because our experiences are different. So we can tell people how we, how our relationship works, how we enjoy one another's company, how we raise the children but it's not always going to work for other couples I can't say to you if you copy what we do you'll get the same results doesn't work because we're different we're individuals we have our own experiences what I bring from my past into my future like the way I was raised the the, the family orientation we had Lawrence didn't have but God brought us together and God made it work so because our experiences are different ours and Lawrence's to other couples the only thing, I, great advice I can give is keep God first and the rest will fall into place because that's how we've achieved what we've achieved Proverbs chapter 4, and I want to read from verse 20 this time. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eye. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. See, when I met Lawrence, he was already born again, and he already was Well, on his journey and his relationship with God me I never had no relationship with God I have very little word background but Lawrence had something that I wanted when he continued to share the word and to encourage you know you could see there was something different about him compared to all the other guys I dated or gone on dates with So when we sit down and we would talk, he would always bring God into the picture. He would always say, you know, we need to go to God, Kim, and God will give us the answers. Mm. So this reminds me, you know, my son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. So that relationship is starting to form between me and God. As Lawrence is sharing the word, as as I see that there's something within Lawrence that I want, and as he's sharing that word, and it builds that confidence, and that um, it encourages you that you want to know more. Then you start to build a relationship with God. And then it goes on to say, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Then comes verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence For out of it are the issues of life Put away from thee a froward mouth And perverse lips put far from thee Let thine eyes look right on And let thine eyelids look straight before thee Ponder the path of thy feet And let all thy ways be established Turn not to the right hand nor to the left remove thy foot from evil see this is all teaching us how to build that relationship with God how to get closer to him so that you then can be on that journey where you will also be encouraged that you will also feel worthy that you will know that you are righteous that God is the only one that can really put you in a place of security see with God no matter your past and no matter your failures or your glories no matter your age or your status whether you're single or you're married God wants a relationship with you he wants to lead and guide you he wants to help you he wants to reward you he'll praise you daily he loves you why would you not want a great relationship with someone like that The relationship you have with God and the Lord Jesus Christ will show in your life. If it is great, people will want the same. If it's boring and stale, people will see it and turn away. See, when I saw Lawrence, it was great. There was something there I wanted. It wasn't boring, And it wasn't stale, he wasn't religious, right? And it didn't make me turn away. But again, it's the lifestyle that people see. People dislike religion. It's boring. We've been to church after church. When we were searching for the for the truth, the amount of churches we'd gone to, and it was religion. And it was boring. The black ones were the The, the Pentecostal church was not boring but it scared me <laughs> they were doing cartwheels down the aisles and they were Jesus, man. jumping from pe- peer to peer and I was thinking I'm not one of these <laughs> but when you see someone who is enthusiastic and they're positive it's contagious it really is contagious right they're giving testimonies of healing and giving love to people it gets your attention and we want what they got why? because it builds faith it builds encouragement you know we're only here for a short while why not build a strong relationship and live the life that Christ made available John 10.10 says I am come that they might have life and have it boringly (laughs) no it doesn't say that no it says I am come that they might have life and live it religiously no it doesn't say that it (coughs) says I am come that they who's they born again believer might have life and have it more abundantly even that word abundantly can be contagious you know if you tell someone well you know would you like to have an abundance you'd fill this house in seconds because people are always after abundance. They want more than what they've got. But it's actually turning people on. Turning people on to the word. And the way they do that is by actually seeing it living in people's lives. Yes. I have a busy life. And I have a great family. I have a great husband, great kids. But it's still God first. First. God truly knows my heart's desires. He knows all my faults. But every day he builds me up. He encourages me. Usually he uses my husband to do it. My husband knows if I'm not happy or if I'm struggling. Definitely know if you're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you hear that? He said, definitely know when she's not happy. But, you know, but God finds a way Always a way to encourage me to bring my desires to pass. He protects me and my family. Why? Because I give them to God. So, God, okay, lift my day, family, house, dogs, husband, brothers and sisters in Christ. God first. You know, the world watches the lives of Christians to see whether they're really different because of the gospel. You know, the gospel, the good news that we speak. Does following Christ make a difference in your homes? Do you work through problems with kindness, gentleness, patience and understanding? Or are you the judge and jury and the backbiter? See, people are looking in. People see. They want to see that there's something different about you, about Jesus Christ, about God or are you just the same old mundane, boring, Christian living religion because people don't want that they get turned off of that so we have to show them what it is to have a relationship with God what it is to invite God into your day knowing that it's not about religion religion is man made but a relationship with God is God's made that to happen God was the one that wanted the family so he made this relationship for us that we just walk into it it's all set up ready for us we just have to say okay God this is what I want I want a relationship with you I want to neglect religion I want to neglect the boring side I want to live my life more than abundantly show me how to do it God Show me to have that personality that attracts people. Show me the way that I can walk, that I don't turn to the left or turn to the right. John, chapter 13, Gospel of John. And in verse 35... By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one another. We are flooded with books telling us how to use God and the Bible to reach your full potential, to boost your self-esteem, to achieve your best life. They convey the worldly message that is all about you and it's not about you, it's not about how you feel, it's not about what kind of day you had it's about God and what did God do for you today I always say you can always find something to be thankful for take the focus off yourself and start putting it on God And your relationship between God and Jesus Christ will flourish. See, people that sit back and say, oh, woe me, oh, I had a bad day today, oh, I don't have nothing to say, oh, God's not at work in my life today, it's because you weren't in work with God's life today. You didn't go to God. You didn't ask God to bless you and make your life abundant. The Bible is the only... God-centered thing it's all about God and his glory and for those that read it with a heart to really want to know God God will open it up to them and he will show them your heart, his heart he'll show you what it is to walk by that spirit he'll show you that he's with you morning, noon and night that he never leaves you or forsakes you that where you are right now is where he wants you to be because he's the one that leads and guides he doesn't take you to the left and he doesn't take you to the right he keeps you straight on but only if you're in tune with him see walking by that spirit they didn't have it in the Old Testament they lived under the law they had to do the part of (coughs) keep their heart with all diligence they weren't getting the issues out of life because they didn't have the spirit But we have that spirit now, so God can really work within you, so that you can manifest that spirit, loud and clear, that you can show the world that it's not about the religion, it's not boring. God is alive. Jesus Christ is sat beside him, making intercession for us. He's in you for goodness sake. If you were to walk down the street today, could anyone tell that you had Christ in you? Don't forget, people look at what they see before they buy. How are you going to get anyone to the word if you are not shining example? If you're not exuberating great joy and enthusiasm? The main reason we work through marriage problems and relate to our children in a loving manner is not just to have a happy family, but so that God will be glorified and others will be drawn to God. You know, if your marriage is a bit rocky right now, you need to approach it from a loving manner. You need to get in there and really encourage one another. Sit down and talk about the problem because it's the adversary that still kills and destroys, not God if you're having problems with your kids sit down, invite God into it talk about it, give loving encouragement don't be drawn to the way that the world works we have to be examples otherwise we'll win no one to this word You know, God wants people to be reconciled unto him. And if we're not setting the example, we won't be reconciling anyone. So again, if there's problems, you have to bring it back to what the word says. Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 5. And this isn't just about the married people either, guys. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 22 it says Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord For the husband is the head of the wife Even as Christ is the head of the church And he is the saviour of the body Because of what Christ accomplished We are now able to walk by that spirit and get people born again and give them the chance to be able to speak in tongues to be able to have Christ in them also it's not that we live under the law anymore it's not that we've got to be judge and jury we should never judge anyone unless we've been in their own shoes we can't compare people to us because that's what the world does but what we do have to do is look at them through the eyes that Jesus Christ would look at them if we start judging people then again we're we're thinking that we're better than them and in God's eyes we are all equal we all have faults we can all point fingers at one another but see Jesus Christ made it available for you to be sat where you are right now verse 24 therefore As the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, all right, it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. But that could also say, brothers and sisters love one another as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. See again it's down to the relationships First and foremost your relationship with God. Then if you're a single person it's your relationship with God then with your brothers and sisters around you or your neighbour whichever that person is But if you are married then this is especially unto you guys, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. In other words, it's not about religion, it's not about being boring, but it's really taken it on board that it's a glorious church, right? The body of people is glorious. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church for we are members of this body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. See, if the world's looking in and they're looking at Christians in today's society we really got to outshine. We want to get people born again, guys. So how do we do that? How do we actually get people born again? Well, yeah, we got the spirit, but we have to speak. But it's not only speaking, it's having an example for those people to follow. Because if we don't have it right and people are looking in, they're not going to want to know. We've got to really sharpen up. So the same is true regarding the unity of our fellowships. You know, the fellowships that we attend. When believers cannot get along and they split over minor doctoral differences or personality conflicts, it's not a great advertisement for the gospel. The world looks at the fellowship, shrugs its shoulders and says, they're no different and we are but when we demonstrate the love of Christ especially across the cultural social and racial barriers the world sees a difference and relationships truly matter first and foremost your relationship with God and then your relationship with your neighbour you know Jesus Christ held it forth he was an example he was different And people followed. So we have an example to live up to. Don't follow us. Because we lose our way at times. Follow Christ. Build that relationship. Get out there. Change a habit of a lifetime. Just really start going to God. Pouring your heart out to him. Telling him what you want and you'll start seeing things change and they'll change for the better our lifestyles as a believer has to be impeccable for people to want to follow people need to see the Christ in you before they see anything else so bless your hearts guys
1: well, that's really wonderful love, thank you, it's, uh, you know, it really is that um, relationship with God and that joy the joy kim was talking about you know that comes from the fruit of the spirit which is cultivated from walking by the spirit of god and our lives are impeccable when we are being led by god and doing those things that he puts in our hearts to do on a daily basis and then we start to orientate our lifestyle as god directs us you know and it's not all about activity no the you know is the relationship with God then comes what God wants to do that's the activity we want, we want to be doing but we don't want it to be doing activity to show off our spirituality because it's just carnal yeah. but when we're walking by the spirit when we're God. being led by him then the activities is God's activities, which is going to produce fruit and build faith in others. So really, it's just an orientation to God and not to ourselves. Don't look on the flesh. See each person as Christ. You know, we don't see each other after the flesh, guides. If you're looking at my flesh, you're going to find tons of faults. And if I decide to look at your flesh, I probably start seeing tons of faults too. But that's not where it's at. That's carnal, earthly, sensual, devilish. The mind of Christ sees the victorious person in front, the Christ in the person. The, this person's victorious, this person's successful, this person is as Christ is in this world and so we need to see each other in that light that love and then our words will be to edification and not destruction we won't be critical criticizing condemning you know and that criticizing can also turn into a devil spirit if we keep criticizing so we need to get rid of criticism and i know that god must be must be going on for us to be sharing this stuff um so really let's look to you know ministry of edification not destruction and if you know we may not agree on everything, that but love is the thing. You know, the love will always win over, will always melt hearts, and we stand upon what we know and what we un- we do ac- what we know according to understanding and as God's revealing. And listen, I thought I knew quite a lot with all the classes I've taken, and I've taken PFL maybe a hundred times, Rees it Intermediate class, listen to the advanced class millions of times. (laughs) It didn't make any difference. It's that relationship. I got knowledge, but it's the relationship of what I've learned and allowing God to pull it all in its proper perspective. If you think of Paul, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, above many his equals. He knew the law inside out. But what made the difference? What made the difference? When he got born again, when he received the Holy Spirit, when he received revelation from Jesus Christ, I was sharing with someone, you know, what did he teach the Gentile nations? We know that he went into the synagogue, he would open up the scriptures and he would prove Jesus, Messiah, had come, that this Jesus was Messiah. That's what he spoke in those in those synagogues. But what did he speak to the Gentiles that didn't have knowledge of this stuff? He spoke the new revelation of Christ in new the hope of glory they began in the spirit the church at galatia read galatians go read the scriptures are important to read because it shows you how god works it shows you the message and and like i said when i become humble to these things and start to ask god to show me that he had to personally show me then he's personally shown me believe me and it's changed my life and i have peace you know and that's where my joy comes from that's where my faith comes from and I just encourage you guys to do the same. Like, God is ready to reveal to you what he wants you to see that will really activate you on a higher level and a higher plane. And, you know, I love you guys. We can go on and on. You know, there's so much to say in our hearts, and and I expect you've got lots to say too. And uh, the point is, we know that we're loved, and we love you guys. And I think we'll have some prayers and manifestations And then uh, we'll hook off. So I would like Mike to pray, please. Heavenly Father, thank you.
2: Thank you that you called us to you. Thank you for some reason we heard. And to some of us like me, you'd have to dig real deep. <laughs> but, Father, I thank you that you've shown your grace on us, your mercy, your love. That you called us out before the foundation of, your work, of the world to be your kids. To be those examples to the world. Thank you for doing it inside because we can never do it from the outside thank you that you placed your Holy Spirit within us with all of the manifestations with all of the fruit that come by it I can keep on saying thank you all night because there's so much to thank you for Thank you that you called us to a wonderful family like we're involved with right now. But anywhere, anywhere that we meet a like-minded, like-souled believer, we're a family. Thank you for your love, mercy, and grace upon us that we just can't understand that because sometimes we're so critical about ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. Sometimes we're our own worst enemies, let alone having an adversary. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for showing us, for teaching us your ways, your love. Thank you for this fellowship. That means so much to so many. Thank you for war and Ken giving their time and their their lives to us. Thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. Amen.
1: And if anyone would like to manifest, please do.
2: (coughs) You are my children. I have given you my world and my relationship with you. And you can come to me and I will be there. I will be encouraging you and providing to you everything you need for doing my there's this fellowship with me and uh, you will be protected, you will be answered in everything you ask. I am your God, I take care of you, I provide you, I love you, I cherish you. You are truly the apple of uh, the eye, and uh, I am your God. And beloved, you are the sons of the Almighty. I'm your father, I'm the God that made heaven and earth, and as for you, a better one forever. And now, on this life, you are my joy, you are my light, you are my love, and it shines above everyone that crosses your path, because I'm in you, and I'm with you. So, let me shine on you, go and show me. Tell them all I am love and joy. Show them my joy and my love by leaving it among yourselves with me so that others can know me too.
0: Know that I am a mighty God and that I am always there for you. For I have handpicked you and I know every hair upon your head. Have nothing to fear, my children, for I am a God of love. And as you to keep your focus on me you too will walk in love for that love is within you for you have Christ in you Christ in you the hope of glory and as you continue to live your life keeping me first know indeed that you will want for nothing for I am with you I will upgird you and I will guide you I have placed you beside the still waters you have everything you need unto life and godliness fear not my children know that i will always be with you and that my love is insufficient for you all and each one of you is special in my eyes know that i have filled you with great love with great peace and great joy that you are my mighty ambassadors that you are righteous and that you are merciful and as you walk out you spread that word of joy know that you can bring people to me for all i desire is a family and as you know that you've cleaved to my word and as you speak that word it will bring health it will bring deliverance that people are searching for so just speak that word with boldness knowing indeed that I will never leave you or forsake you and as you speak that first word you will always have many to back it up because I am the God that inspires I am the God that leads and guides you so fear not But be bold this day. Walk out in joy in life, for you are my chosen ones.
2: Heavenly Father, thank you for those great words of encouragement and love. How you always tell us that you love us deeply. How you always tell us that you're there for us, that you won't leave us. Thank you, God, for what a great God you are, that you're so forgiving and so understanding and so there for us whenever we need something and god that you're not going to disappoint you're not going to let us down it's just us that thinks that you're not there it's our thing not yours you're always there so thank you for encouraging us thank you that we know each and every one of us knows what it is to have christ in us and that hope and that power (laughs)
1: so well bless your hearts everybody sharon was wonderful and it just come to mind as you was praying normal just for no god really wants each and every one of us to really expect you know he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think so what's the biggest thing you can think he really wants you, you know to be blessed and he wants your heart to be rejoicing and you know he's freely given us all things to enjoy you know we need to give ourselves a little break instead of giving ourselves a hard time and you know relax in his grace enjoy his grace let him grace is that god does the work he's at work and he really is a great provider for everything in every area every facet and um you know the more uh, you know i'm i'm leaning to god and just getting quiet with him and learning not to rush off to do something because i think oh i better do that you know because this is what i've always done the more i see god go to work even in a bigger way so i just encourage you to you know rest in him you know check Father, is this is what you this is what i want to do but is this is what you want me to do and this is a great you know little tester to see whether it's you or him especially when it comes to ministering or bringing someone just god should i do this just take that little step back and get god involved and make sure you hear his voice clearly and you'll know because you'll have peace and you'll have inspiration to do those things and you know if you just don't feel like doing it that's fine (laughs) you know no problem you know he god knows what he's doing and we just need to allow him to work and we'll see great things Greater things, and there's going to be fellowship rising up everywhere. You know, through through this fellowship, more people will come, and more fellowship will start, and we'll see new people come on here that just got born again. You know, we expect these things. Say what you want. You know, God told the prophet to speak to these bones. You know, God, you speak to these bones, I'll make them come alive. You know, so what are you going to make come alive? You know, so we will see the laborers come. We will see those shakers and movers that we will see the word move in here like we see anywhere else where it's moving mightily it's going to happen in your area coming to an area near you where you believe yeah. where god's allowed to move bones of my bones that's right russell with bones of my bones listen speak to your mountains take authority You know, guard your heart with all diligence. Don't watch what thoughts come in. Be careful what you listen to. Jesus even encouraged that, because what you allow to go in gets to your subconscious. Yeah. And uh, Mm. you know, change your paradigm. Put on the new man, and put off the old. Reckon him dead. You're a new creation in Christ. You are lights in this world. (laughs) So there's many wonderful encouragements we can all carry on and say. And but I'm very thankful for everyone for your love for your life for your prayers and let's keep praying for one another let's keep expecting together and let's build up the believers that we come in contact with and the, and the ones that are not believers let's speak his word with authority and love and power and let's expect to see signs miracles and wonders following us you know that lord grant us to speak thy word boldly and that signs, miracles, and ones that will be done by your holy child Jesus. You know, like, let's pray these prayers. Big prayers, you know, with faith, with expectancy. So, anyway, that's what I want to share. <laughs> so, God bless your hearts. I don't know if anyone wants to share chat for a little bit before we all go. I, God. I'll leave the Skype on, and if you want to talk to each other.